there, friends. Welcome back to a very exciting episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. I am one half of your host, and also joining me is the other host of Coffee and Wrestling, Mark. And I think you forgot to say your name. Your name is Jamie. Oh, I did not say my name? Yes. I am. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. We're on a rip, much like Woo! we always are here on Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. Uh, we are over-caffeinated, underappreciated. But full of love for wrestling, and we got a lot of yes. wrestling for you tonight. We are post WWE's Crown Jewel. I'm not, even, you know, I know every podcast says we're going to jump right into it, but we're literally going to jump right into it. Um, <laughs> June, Crown Jewel happened this past Saturday. Uh, Jamie unfortunately was not able to get to see the first two matches. We still got to go back and review the full match. I know you wanted to watch them, uh, but we ended up watching the highlights for her and. Uh, so it was a decent pay per view. Uh, it was worth the nine ninety nine. I think that's what we're paying for for Peacock for, Peacock. for the month. Yeah, um, but it, it, but it went practically exactly how I expected. It was short of one match, and that's not like a flex on whether I I guessed right on on predictions or not. Which, by the way, I did only get one incorrect. I got Bianca Belair. Belair was my pick for the uh, the WWE Women's Champion against Io Sky. Uh, but unfortunately, you also got the Logan Paul Ray Mysterio match incorrect. I did, therefore resulting in a draw and Thus allowing me to retaining. keep my coffee and wrestling predictions championship. Dudley Boy's mug. I digress. Uh, <laughs> it, it was it was an okay pay per view. There wasn't any to me. There wasn't any standout matches. It no, really it did feel like yeah. It did feel like it just went the flow of what WWE needed to do. Right. Um. Just trying to get the the you know. Saudi Arabia on board with right. the pay per view, trying to get assets. Oh, they're on board. That, they all showed up, and I and I know the 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 criticisms of the crowd being a different type of crowd. It's just the way that they react and how they don't cheer the whole way through the match. They're more of a crowd that waits until it's something different. happens. Yeah, it's different. It's, it's different. it takes a little bit to get used to. But I got I got to give it to them. Like it, it's not like there's huge sections missing. In Crown Jewel, so I I can't I I I can't think it, it's anything less than a success for WWE. I mean they they always look like they have a packed house there. Oh, for so sure. Saudi People Arabia showed constantly shows up. People showed up. I wish they were up with their volume a little bit more. I wish there was more momentum in the crowd. Thus giving it back to the people in the I ring. I understand, but I feel you like know? I feel like that same criticisms towards Japanese uh professional wrestling it crowds. Can be they're like not that too. They're very quiet. They're not a a a crowd that that cheers for 3 quarters of the to- you know of the way throughout the entire match and then cheers at 100% when something impressive happens. Right. They're a crowd that very intently watches the match until they something clap. oh, it's something exciting happens yeah. and then they they cheer for it. So I think it's just a different it's a different culture, a different culture. A different so it takes a little bit to get used to but right. they came out they looked very excited for everybody to be there when they did pop boy did they pop and i mean i, I can't i la night had probably one of the biggest pops yeah it was and pretty awesome. definitely bigger than roman reigns when he did when he came out a lot of booze. um yeah I, I i but i gotta i gotta ask if we're gonna would we talk about la night we talk about roman reigns obviously la night did not uh, or was not successful in uh, gaining sure. championship gold for the first time in WWE. Roman Reigns, of course, uh, r- retains his belt, retains his title as the tribal chief. So now we're kind of on the build to WrestleMania 40. Like, I mean, I, we've got Survivor Series coming up. We've got, you know, Royal Rumble is in January, I believe. Yes, um, in Tampa. In Tampa, and we've we've got a couple things building up to it, but I don't see any like major obstacles as of right now between now and WrestleMania 40. And assuming that we're going to see WrestleMania 40 be Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the Undisputed uh, Championship, how are we going to get there? Are we going to have another like three months of Roman Reigns not being on TV and just being in the outskirts well, and being mentioned? That would be predicted, as that has happened several times in the last year, that he'll have one match and be out for three months. So which that's he, okay, possible. so he's had his one match, so he's going to be out for the next three months. Sure. Which puts us in, let's see, this is the beginning of November. February, so a, end of Royal Rumble. Right, right, right back when he sees whoever ends up winning the Royal Rumble that's what WrestleMania match. Right. I just, I, I, 
Yeah, I guess I could see it, but then uh, and then we're just going to tease Cody Rhodes and and again, it's, this is assuming if Cody Rhodes is going to be his opponent at WrestleMania right. 40. And nothing right. is official, nothing is, you know, is set in stone. It's it's WWE, it's wrestling. You could just change it at the, you know, uh, well, I'm going to have a match against you and whoever wins gets your shot at WrestleMania. Sure. Um just they, I don't, I don't know what they're, what else, and I feel like we do this every time that they, that Roman Reigns wins at these premium live events, and what's that? Where do you go from here? Yeah, what do you do now? L.A. Knight came in, and it was, I mean, yeah, everybody wanted to see L.A. Knight face Roman Reigns, but I don't think the vast majority of people really thought that L.A. Knight was going to walk away with the belt. Sure, probably just good intentions, hoping that he would finally. I mean, you know, definitely end puts him over, right? But uh, yeah, just. Because obviously the crowd was 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 leaning into L.A. Knight heavy. Of course. Well, if you go with what I was saying last week, you know, you continue with the Bloodline storyline. And if it progresses to Solo facing Roman, that would make a lot of sense, especially with what just happened here at uh, Crown Jewel this past weekend. Uh, with him right. essentially retiring John Cena. Destroying John Cena. Yeah. Hit him with three... Thunder thumbs. What does he call those? I can't remember what they are. Simone spikes. Simone spikes. I don't know why. Thunder, Thunder thumb. thumb. No, that's so um, much better. Thunder but yeah, thumb, supposedly please. retires John Cena. Okay, but well, before with Crown Jewel. Yes. Obviously, the I have I have two questions here. I said, you know, what's your biggest duh match? And I, I feel like that's the Roman Reigns LA Knight match. That's like, well, duh. Of course, that's going to be the match. That of course that's going to be the outcome. That Roman Reigns wins. Sure. What was your biggest surprise match outcome of this? And I know you, and, and I know you got Rey Mysterio and Logan Paul incorrect with your predictions, but were any of these matches like one of those ones that that were like, wow, I can't believe that's how the direction they went with it? Uh, I guess the only thing I can think of is that Logan Paul, uh, Rey Mysterio match because I really thought it would be more centered around Rey having the majority of the match, them doing you know a couple of interesting. Uh, clickbait TikTok videos. Some Logan Paul-esque moves. Yeah, and then somehow Logan Paul just getting away with something stupid and him winning, which is obviously what did happen in a sense. Um, but it just seemed more very one-sided towards Logan Paul, just right. beating the absolute shit out of Ray, as opposed to well, the way I thought it was going I, to go. Also, why did Santos throw the brass knuckles? He didn't even throw him. He placed him gently on the, the apron. Ring. Like he chased after, uh, I don't even know who he was chasing after, but he just gently, oh, his, his, yeah. He gently places him on the apron. Number one, why would you even set them down? Yeah, right. Why would you right. set them there? And you with, gave the opportunity for Logan to do it. But also, there's another question here, and go ahead. No, I, well, I'll let you finish. Why does he need brass knuckles when he's got this like titanium hand? You know, this one punch, I'll knock you out. Why does he need I got, brass knuckles? I got one up for you. Okay. Beyond why does he need brass knuckles, why does he have this magic pant in his hand? Why? And you even said it. He basically, Logan Paul had had the upper hand almost the entire time. Because he did. Logan Paul is like two feet taller, a foot and a half longer. Pro- I think he was like 40 some odd pounds heavier than right. Rey Mysterio. Why did we have a weigh-in I thought like was it awesome. was a weight class and like it mattered how much these two weighed? The like, only thing I could think was because Logan Paul is a, is a boxer, so they understandably, thought they would kind of do that. Understandably, it didn't but work when Cody only, Rhodes and uh, what's his name tried to Anthony Gogo. Or but whatever. the same thing, even even that. There's no weight class divisions in in WWE or even right. AEW. There, there is was, no middleweight, no, no cruiserweight. The but they wouldn't There's, have been in yeah, the same class. That's a, it was like a, it was like a 43 pound difference. I think Logan Paul was like somewhere around 215, and Rey Mysterio was like 175 or yeah. 170. Like that's a massive amount of difference, yeah, and of the course. height or the height and, and reach. Like, come on, substantially different. And I and again, I, I like I went with. Logan Paul winning because to me again it makes sense in a business sense. It does. But if you're if why. you're to look at this as like any type of combat sport, like my God, I I wish that Ray would have had more oomph to his match to where he was doing everything right. He was defying the odds of the of the great green giant trying to like stomp on on right. little mini Jack. That's what I thought it was going to going to pan but it, out. To and me. and they had a couple of good spots. Like mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, they had a couple and, and I props to Logan Paul. You showed me that clip where he where Rey Mysterio did the flip off the ropes and either he cut short or Logan Paul wasn't in the spot. 
But Logan Paul dove and was able to catch Rey Mysterio inches before he landed on his neck. Right. So, I mean... Props to him. I mean, he props got to it. Yeah, I mean, he's got like uh, I'm sitting here criticizing Logan Paul strictly because I'm not a big fan of Logan Paul. I understand why they put the belt on him. I understand why he's on WWE television. It just it I think it the rubs clicks. rubs me a little bit of a wrong way because it's one of those ones where he's just a dude that showed up and was popular somewhere else and got all of the accolades and the 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 stage that other men and women have fought for 20 years to get. And I know that's probably a petty argument for somebody who does a podcast in his bedroom with his wife while drinking, screaming hot coffee. And, you know, but at the same time, it's just like, eh, it, it, to me, it cheapens the product. And I know we're it talking does. WWE. It's already probably the most watered down wrestling product right. known to man right now, but it even cheapens it even more. Like you've now taken the United States title and made it like, Oh, this is a novelty. Logan Paul. Exactly. Won it. I'm not mad at the decision. I just... I guess long-term, I can see why they did it. Right. You know, it brings perhaps a different group of people to the WWE platform because now they're like, oh, I want to see Logan well, Paul yeah, anybody performing who, on, you know, SmackDown. Anybody who's a Logan Paul fan that has any remotely remote like history with the WWE or, or professional wrestling is going to see that and be like, oh, man, I remember the United States champion. Wasn't let me go back. Like, let me let me check this out. Let me see what Logan Paul's doing now that he's in WWE. Right. And, you know, bring somebody in. It's going to hook somebody. It's mm-hmm. going to get somebody to start watching. It's going to bring up the numbers. Of course. Is Just it, didn't make Ray look good. I, and no, I, but I mean, Ray could. Ray, he, he can. He can take the loss. He can. He can he take can. the loss at this point in his career. But yeah, it, it, I, I think this is also going to build towards like the breakup between LWO and Ray Mysterio, and we'll see slowly Ray Mysterio finally take his final ride off into the sunset. Singles. But, yeah, and, and that's just my... I, I think they're going to have another match between him and Dom. I think that's honestly how he's going to go out. I think I that's hope. the best... I think that's what we're all hoping, best case scenario, that's how he's going to go out. Uh, but going back to Crown Jewel, uh, we also saw the return of Kyrie Sane. She came that back and fun. Came back and assisted uh, EO Sky in defeating Bianca Belair. Uh, so, of course, that means I was right. Bianca was going to win, but Kyrie Sane ruined okay. it for me. Too so bad. Kyrie Sane. You won either way, so. I, I mean, it was a draw. It's not a. It's not a Warriors win. Right. I want to beat you. The champions. Win. I want to make sure it's decisively known that I am better than you, at this. Right. So. And I don't know that. So. A draw doesn't do it for me. So. Okay. Kyrie Sane is number one enemy of coffee and wrestling wrestling it's podcast. Okay. <laughs> uh, may she always have decaf in her cup. I agree. Uh, but we did see her back, so good to see her back in WWE. It's been rumored for weeks and weeks and weeks after she left stardom right. that she was on her way back. Uh, earlier this week, it was listed that, or it was said that she is listed on the internal roster for WWE. Uh, but of course, it's all hearsay unless we physically see right. it. And lo and behold, we, we see go. her debut well, at. She's going to be working with EO Sky again. So, yeah, it seems like she's that's great. the case. Uh, I wonder what they're going to be doing with damage control then. I don't know. They've been hinting at breaking that up for a long time, although Bailey hasn't done anything to jeopardize EO to make EO not necessarily want to be friends with Bailey. You right. know what I mean? Right. And Dakota's out, so it's not like that would be a good thing. Just, right. just have Bailey and Dakota. It's not like Dakota's going to be a hype woman or something. So. Well, I mean, Bianca did just know. have that match with Bailey this week as well. Right. Um. So it's, it's yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it seems like that. This might be the wedge that pops uh, Eosky out of damage control. And with Dakota, like you said, with Dakota being out, it might just dissolve into Bailey just being Bailey. Yep, just being on her own. Eventually, Dakota will come back when she comes back. And then EO teams off with uh, Kyrie Kyrie. Sane and they they revitalize the Raw women's division. Then they go head to head with Rhea Ripley and her other uh, SmackDown cronies, and everybody wins. I don't know. Rhea's not on SmackDown. Why would she be on SmackDown? Yeah, I don't I was know. SmackDown cronies. Well, then fine. Hurrah cronies. Oh, no, that's right. EO Sky's on SmackDown. Right. I'm getting my brands mixed up. I don't know. See, they had that <laughs> yeah, brand split, so. and now the brand split doesn't matter. The only reason that it matters is the champions. It doesn't. Did Logan Paul get drafted? I don't know. I know he signed a contract. Is he on a show? I don't is he know. Is well, on, like... Raw, uh, Imperium Something is on week. Imperium is on Raw because and that's the Intercontinental title. So uh, I guess Logan Paul's on SmackDown. Hmm. That would because he's the United States champion. Okay, and he's feuded with Roman. 
And he's feuded with uh, Well, and that's Ricochet. where Ray was, with SmackDown. Right, so that would make right. sense. So, yeah. yeah he, I don't I, know. I don't remember seeing him I don't think he was. Drafted. I don't think he was drafted. Well, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. If he wasn't drafted and he got put on the roster after the fact, right, and nothing had to change, but Jay changed brands and they had to even it. They had this big stink about mm. evening it up, even though it's not even. It's almost like the rules aren't real in wrestling. Even. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, another interesting thing that happened in Crown Jewel, uh, Cody Rhodes and Damian Priest had their singles match. Cody mm-hmm. Rhodes ended up winning uh, over Senor Money in the Bank. Uh, but who didn't have said money in the bank? For- right, he got it taken away by Sami Zayn after Seth Rollins's match. Uh, when Seth Rollins won, beat or beat Drew McIntyre, he came out, went to cash it in, and Sami Zayn jumped the barrier, beat the hell out of him, and stole his money in the bank contract. So now we never really touched on that. On what on WWE after after the fact that right right that was it and they mentioned it during his match with Cody Rhodes so first off Damian Priest is having a bad day lost to Cody Rhodes as well as lost his Money in the Bank contract and I'm pretty sure that even though number one if he has not signed that contract at least his portion of it already he's an idiot because now Sami Zayn just took this contract if there's no signature on it. It's like a title to a car. If I don't sign the title to the car and you pick it up and right. you sign the title, it's your car. Right. It's the same. Like, to me, I feel like it's the same thing. So if he hasn't signed it yet, that means Sami Zayn has just stolen himself a number one contender's right. match. And why hasn't anybody ever done this before? I'm sure somebody has. Somebody <laughs> has to have at yeah. this point. Uh, I don't know if that's the case, but I, I, I like it. I saw it when it happened. I was like, okay, I was not Something expecting different. that. Yeah. I was really kind of hoping he was going to cash in and and win over Seth though. Like he started coming up, coming out, and I was like, "Oh, that would be real interesting." Right at the beginning. Well, he's a tag team champion. Mm-hmm. You've got Rhea is the the women's world champion. Right. You have Finn Balor. You have Dominic Mysterio, who's the NXT cha- uh, NXT North American champion. I just keep piling gold on those guys. I I that's I, I think Judgment Day is the way to go right now. I mean, just sure keep makes them look gold. dominant. Well, they don't look that dominant after this pay per view. I mean, Rhea did after her after her match. Right, I missed that but, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I. But again, I think nobody else would have been able to get that win, and it makes you sense. shouldn't. I mean, shouldn't maybe not uh, not now. I'm not saying any four of those women shouldn't be a world champion. Right but now, right now, with with, with the with the momentum she's got. No well, way. and the momentum that they're trying to push with the Judgment Day as well. Oh yeah, it would just be a bad thing for the what essentially is their leader to be stripped of her title. I'm telling you, she's she's the the BBEG. She's the big bag evil guy. She's, right. She's, she's got to hold that She's strap. the final boss of Judgment Day. Oh, absolutely. Like once all other. Sub bosses have lost their championship belts. She's going to be the last one standing tall and taking Judgment Day down right. in a burning ship. Tiamat, no doubt. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> also on Raw and SmackDown this week, we saw again more, I guess, new faces to the brands. Uh, not new and pretty deadly. Pretty de- deadly ended up getting a uh, win over the Brawling Brutes. In a good old fashioned Donnybrook good match, good old fashioned. Uh, which, if you, it was fun actually. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and if you don't know what that is, is basically you just put a whole bunch of bar decor around right. the ring and with a bunch of glasses and fake beer. Uh, always, yeah, it's really like it, when the first time I heard about it, I was like, "This is the corniest thing ever," and now I absolutely love it. I think it's it's just kind of a good gimmick match. It's a very violent match, though, especially between the, these two. But it's PG teams. violent. It's yeah, like yeah, for sure. They got they got the the really movie good. star uh, uh, breaking bottles. They've got you know oh, yeah. boards that are pre cut. I, I love it. no no. I no I, more like the actual wrestling itself between these two teams was. Oh, they're both hard hitting matches or hard hitting tag teams. I mean, yeah. you got the brawling brutes already, and then pretty deadly. I I think that's the shtick is they're they're so like fluffy and outgoing and and, right. and you know soft and squishy when you first see them, and then you get them in the ring, and they're they're pretty deadly. They are, yeah. Oh. And, and but I, oh. I just. <laughs> they got a, they got a good win over a solid tag team that's that's been on Raw for a good minute, and then over on uh, SmackDown you had the Creed Brothers. I think I've got that backwards again. The Creed no, the Creed Brothers was on Raw, pretty deadly was on SmackDown, uh, but the Creed Brothers got a really good win. Just a singles or like a tag team, straight up, no gimmicks, no. It was just 
the Creed Brothers versus Alpha Academy, and they got a good win over them. And I was they, shocked. They when even won. celebrated after the after the match at Alpha Academy, like raised their hand. Which is huge. Again, more faces that we see on the main roster that have already had established. I I feel like the NXT roster right now is a good, solid roster, and they're like just months away from slowly shifting from the NXT talent they have to the newer stuff that's got to be coming in. exactly. And I think this is a great way to do that is they give these guys good wins against good tag teams that are over with the crowd that can give a good push to these young guys that need it. Like exactly. the Creed Brothers, like you know, it, it just it it's really mm-hmm. good for professional wrestling. It's really good for the WWE product. I agree. And there's been a lot it's of it. Fresh lately. talent. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn are are trying to challenge for the tag team championships. I know they're obviously the cursed on the ones, brand, but they were dressed love, up like Chucky and I don't remember what they. What they well, they're the spoopy bitches of WWE, mm-hmm. and I love it because they are they're leaning really hard into that. The the tag titles are cursed. And I think they're learning, leaning into where they're the ones that cursed it. Right. Which I just think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Taking something that has been such a negative and turning it into storylines so you can not explain the the, the, bull, the bullshit that happens with it, but at right. the same time give... Kind of having fun and giving some like take, seriousness to what, what it could be instead of like looking at it as a downfall, kind of playing into it a little bit. Yeah, turn a negative into a positive. Yeah, I like it. Into, into, I like into it. character development for a tag team belt. Right. They've been cursed and the only way they're going to be able to break this curse is to, you know... Them getting the titles. Ah, too bad you don't have Danhausen over there. No, he places curses. I, I think I don't think he 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 ever uh, actually gets rid of the. He curses. doesn't revoke curses. I've never heard of him. Oh well, no, I've heard of him. Yeah, he takes it back. But I mean, I don't think he goes around like <laughs> like oh you're cursed. Let me like that doesn't feel like Danhausen shtick. I feel like mm-hmm. Danhausen would just you know pay him enough human monies. I mean, yeah, you pay pay Danhausen <laughs> enough human monies, he'll try to do anything for you. All right, well, actually, that's a great segue to just uh, head on over to AEW and talk about what's going on there this week. Uh, something that started off, per usual, Dynamite this week. Anytime there is an Orange Cassidy match, and it always starts off the beginning of the night, which is... I love it. Really fun. <laughs> I don't know why I love it, seeing Orange Cassidy as soon as they, they start this right? shows. We didn't have to wait very long for Orange Cassidy to come back with a, a another reign with the International Championship. I think he's up to eight defenses now already. Something, Six, like, something that. like that. I don't know. He took on almost double quite digits. a competitor this week in Claudio Castagnoli. Um, very few times in Orange Cassidy's reign, bo- both reigns, have I thought you know that this could possibly be the end of it. Oh um, yeah, of course you're gonna have Claudio those matches. You're like, oh yeah, duh, he's gonna win. But you know, absolutely possible that was going to happen, but it actually didn't. Orange has continued to be the champion. Um, it is just kind of a continuation to help with. John Moxley, obviously there needs to be some type of, of rematch there with John Moxley and Orange Cassidy because that didn't get to happen yet. Um, but well, I mean, that will be happening here at Full Gear, which is November 18th. John Moxley versus Orange Cassidy Part 2. For the International for Championship. For the International Championship. Uh, Moxley came out and attacked uh, Orange Cassidy after the bell, after he got the win over Claudio. Uh, One thing I noticed about Claudio's behavior, and this might just be me reading into things too much, um, he almost seemed like he just didn't. He just kept his back to what John was doing and wasn't really like trying to join in in, until he was like done being disgusted with what went on. And just I don't know. I might just be reading into things. Yeah, just I felt the same way, honestly. You know, and then especially last week when we had uh, the end of uh, I believe it was Dynamite when we had best friends and BCC in the ring. And and I, I know they were trying to sell the the, in, the, yeah, the Brian Daniels injury. Uh, yeah. injury, but knowing that it was it was a a shtick and not a you know an actual like injury. Interesting to see BCC starting to not just go hog wild at the end of matches and trying to destroy everybody within sight. Yeah, like they, they used to. They've you know? got a little bit of restraint. They've I mean, granted, John Moxley came out and beat the ever living hell out of Orange Cassidy, but. Claudio didn't immediately jump in and start stomping the hell out of him as right. well. They're, they're, it's like everything's odd. kind of dialed back, and of course that's there to build uh, between John and and Orange to this match at full gear. Um, and again, I might just be reading into things too much because I I try and pay attention to the stupid details that nobody else sees, and then I realize they're not actually details; they're just me making things up in my <laughs> right. my imagination. Um, but you know what I mean? Like it just 
maybe we might be seeing the dissolution of uh, BCC here shortly because Brian's on his, he said his last full time year and he's already dealing with another injury. Um, He said, I believe, two orbital fractures when he had a video segment this week come out. Um, calling out Okada for Russell Russell Kingdom Russell 18. Kingdom eighteen, uh, I believe that is November. 8, I'm sorry, not That's November January. 18, January. Um, this is NJ, one of NJPW's biggest pay per views of their year. Uh, this is going to be probably one of Brian Danielson's best matches. Knowing it's one of the last. Yeah. Knowing it's one of the last and knowing that it's in the mecca of professional wrestling sure. I think it's at history. Tokyo Dome. Yeah. It is at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, and like I said, Wrestle Kingdom is like NJPW's equivalent to their WrestleMania. Right. So to have him on on this this card is huge to begin with. Right. Um, but you'll, you'll see like the match between, uh, I believe it's going to be Sonata and uh, I can't remember the name of the guy that won the G1 Summit, but he, the shot that he gets for that world t- for that championship, you know, this is one of their biggest shows, and to have just a singles match because it's a grudge match on there's right going to be huge. Wasn't for it Brian. Evil that won the G1? I don't know if it was. I don't think it was Evil. I think he was one of the finalists, but I don't okay. think he ended up winning. Okay. Um, it's it's God. It's, it's, I can't remember it. I feel like an idiot now that I even brought it up. But regardless, we can press on. Uh, Brian Danielson, Okada. Wrestle Kingdom 18, January. Seems I so don't, soon to have such a big rematch like I, that. I'm pretty sure it's going to be at like 3 in the morning and I will be up with with double extra oh, coffee sure. watching Espresso that. Espresso shots, watching, uh, watching the details. I do agree with you, especially after having his his, his arm be injured. Right. And then it seems like immediately after his arm seemed like it was, it was almost fully healed or is full healed, he immediately gets a... Freak accident. He actually, we found out, bumped heads with Andrade Alidolo in his match against Brian uh, when he went to do a spinning back fist and just their two heads were in the wrong spot at the wrong time and you can see it clack together and that's where it happened. It wasn't actually the Okada, the Okada match um, or the Okada tag match that he was in. Fourth wall. I know, right? No. But, you know, <laughs> just for somebody who's run off of one injury that could have been a lot more serious than it was... <clears throat> Into another one that could have been a lot more serious than right. it was, and then right back January facing Okada. Right, again. and we're talking. This is In what Japan. this is what like November fifth, sixth. So we've got November, December, and then how about half of January? Right. You know, it's two and a half months. I mean, that's not. It's not out of this this world like unthinkable. Right. But that's still a short period of time for fracturing your eyeball. Yeah. You know. Hey, uh, wrestling coffee. I think it's your wife's birthday today, so. Oh, happy or, and birthday! Close. Happy, happy and birthday, Mrs. Birthday. Wrestling and Co- Ms. Wrestling and Ms. Coffee. Wrestling there we coffee. go. That's happy a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> also, this week on AEW programming, we had uh, the Young Bucks and Adam Page defending their ROH Trios tag titles against the Gates of Agony and Brian the Cage. Six man tag teams. Six man tag. I don't know. I can't remember all these goddamn belts. Uh, surprisingly. I guess maybe not surprisingly, but due to Swerve Strickland kind of really fucking with Adam uh, Page lately, was able to get him away from the match and gave the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage a chance to take out the Bucks, and they regained their six-man ROH tag team titles. Well deserved. Uh, And then we saw some dissension between the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, uh, as Kenny Omega has sided with Chris Jericho to go up against the Don Callis family. Uh, young Bucks are not super happy about it. Heel Bucks. Heel Bucks. Face Kenny. I, I don't know what we're doing with Adam Page. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if Adam Page has a match with Swerve Strickland, which he has it at uh, at full gear, and and ends up turning heel and joining Swerve Strickland. Sure. I mean, they just recently quote unquote fired Ar Fox, which great match between Ar Fox and. Uh, Swerve Strickland on, uh, I think it was Collision this week, wasn't yes. it? Yeah, it started off Collision, which, by the way, Collision, I love those promos so they do good. in the beginning. Well, and that's where it stemmed from. They had like the beginning promo, and AR Fox immediately attacked Swerve. They did the intro to Collision with the Saturday, Elton John, you know. Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> the, the promo with all the, the wrestlers on it for the intro, and then it just jumped right into the match, and that was really fun. I really liked that. Collision yeah. is just it feels so different. 
It does. It doesn't it's feel such like a good way. obviously AEW is a completely different uh, machine than WWE. WWE. We were talking about this earlier, you and I. WWE has a certain way about them to shoot their material, to present their material, um, and AEW has the same, but different. You know, they just have a, a certain way the lights are. They have a certain way they shoot cameras, right? Um, and then backstage promos, same thing. It just, but then even then, just different. You know, Collision feels like a different show from Dynamite. It does. You know, Dynamite feels like that tried and true. It almost feels like Dynamite's your raw and and uh, Collision is SmackDown when it first debuted. You know, like, oh, it's it's SmackDown. Like, what do you mean SmackDown? Like, right. that's, a, you Kinda know. edgy, different. Yeah, yeah. Not that Collision's are different. Not that Collision's any different wrestling wise than than Dynamite. But yeah, it, it creates a, a more, I don't know. I don't know what kind of atmosphere kind it like brings. like a separate brand from right, right. What, what WWE, like you said, same had umbrella, different done. company. Exactly. We had a very exciting celebration this week, as the acclaimed are celebrating sixty-nine days. Sixty-nine as being champ, trios champions. Sixty-nine in. They're scissoring. Oh yeah, there's Billy banners. There. There's balloons. He's making jokes that don't make sense. It's just oh, fantastic. what are you talking about? That's what daddies do. That's what daddies do. That was such a good line. I love. <laughs> I, I mean, Billy I'm Ass has fun. always had that borderline, like, you can't say that, can you? Of course. On, you know, but I love that he's still running that shtick. They're finally, like, bleeping out the suck it uh, when he says that in, in, right before he does the famouser. 69 days. I never knew we fun. Could, They're I, laughing. I never knew we could have so many celebrations for one t- uh, title run. Well, when you're that good, you can celebrate every single thing. Well, it is acclaimed every week. It is acclaimed every week, and everyone loves the acclaimed, except apparently this week, the boys in Dalton Castle. Boys! Bring me a boy. <laughs> That's well, peaked terribly. Peak? Holy shit. Bring me a Dalton peak. Castle and the boys. The, what is it? The Cosmic Peacock? I don't remember what his what his uh, hundreds of nicknames he is, but he's I love he's it. Phenomenal. Every time Dalton Castle comes out, I'm glued to my TV. I love Dalton Castle. So I love the boys. I love the gimmick. I love the over the top goofy wrestling. It tickles me funny bones. I love Dalton Castle, and this is all this is all the section is for. That's like I wrote down Dalton Castle versus the acclaimed. Of course, they acclaimed one. They retained their yeah, titles, they ended up which I a match after. Gr- yeah, the, uh, which, yeah. They never said they were having a match. No, but just ding, Dalton ding, ding. Castle just calls for the boys. They come out. He flocks. He gets in the ring. Gets into. He's in his gear. Jamie looks at me and goes, "They're all in their gear. Are they having a match." And I was like, "They're not having a match. They didn't say anything about a match." But they're all in their gear. Like I know they're all in their gear. And then he takes the the sixty nine days trophy, which was obviously just the largest wrestling trophy they could find at the local trophy shop, and breaks it in the bell rings. And we have a match. Trophy shop. And I love it. Are there still local trophy shops? There used to be when I was a kid. Back when I was a little boy and played on little league baseball. There were local trophy shops. Yeah, it used to be. Actually, it might have been the same place as the uh, Army Navy store. That's fair. That also isn't there anymore. I know. I know. It floated away with the floods. Jeez, Anyways, Dalton Castle and the boys make an appearance on AEW. It has a nothing lot on Collision lately. Yeah, great. Collision, ROH, they were all over for a little bit. Even the boys, they do uh, tag matches with yep. uh, on Ring of Honor. There's a good blend between Ring of Honor and Collision that I like. You know, they had like Rhett, what was his Rhett, Rhett Titus. Titus. They had him last week. They have a lot of that cross promotion. They have a lot of obviously Samoa Joe, who is uh, proudly. Leading the way as the longest running TV champion of Ring of Honor, ta- Ring of Honor, right. yes, right. Um, and he will be facing Limitless Keith Lee on Dynamite this upcoming week. So that I'm really excited, really looking forward to. They had like you cut, you walked away for a second, but they had a great back and forth little promo talking about said match coming up because you know Keith is like the face of faces. Oh yeah. Of course, everybody loves him, but he, you know, snarled a little bit and mm-hmm. got up in Samoa Joe's face. So. He's, he looks good lately. He hasn't been on AEW TV too much, and he came out for a. No, uh, he hasn't. Came out for a trios match with Mark Briscoe and uh, uh, Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes, because why and he, not? You he know? he definitely looks like he's slimmed down a little bit. Like yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying the man looks skinny and he's cut and he's ripped, but at the same time, it just seems like he's. His his he's not as thick as he used to mm-hmm. be, and he looks he looks good. Seems like he's gearing up. I don't know if they've made it official for uh, final battle between Keith Lee and Shane Taylor, but that might be the win that Keith Lee could use to gain momentum for that pay per view. 
Oh yeah, I mean, they, they those two have a, a a long history between the two of them too. So they do. Even if I mean, I'm sure Keith Lee ended up winning, but it's going to be a good match when that if that happens. Now I know last week I had brought up some uh, major league wrestling news with Alex Hammerstone requesting his release from the promotion uh, in a little bit. I guess not news, but in upcoming match, uh, Matt Cardona will be taking on Mance Warner in a in a rubber match between the two of them, uh, and it's going to be a loser leaves the company match. So that means either Matt Cardona or Mance Warner is going to be leaving MLW. Um, the reason why I bring this up is Matt Cardona has also been interacting with his wife Chelsea Green a lot. On social media, specifically X, and commenting here and there on WWE-related oh, yeah. things. Help me get my job back, you know, things right. like that. I wish um, I was working at WWE right now. There's been a couple of times where he's commented on on the return of him to WWE, and although he's never specifically said he would or is going um, he has certainly said that he would be a fool to not consider it. And with his wife, Chelsea Green, being recently signed, uh, it would make sense that it, there's enough hype. And we had brought this up, that there's enough hype behind, behind Matt Cardona. Sure. Um, Another social media star that you can basically say, yeah. like, is he Logan Paul? No, but he has a certain group of individuals that follow him ever he since might he's be been that. on the independent scene. And I don't know if that would pan well into him transitioning to WWE, but it right. brings, like I said, another group of people that maybe wouldn't care well, too he, much about it, what's it going on be in that, WWE. He might be that ticket to WWE's connection for that different type of wrestling fan that uh, leans more towards like, Major League Wrestling and sure. GCW and AEW at times. Uh, it might be one of those to where, because Vince McMahon's on the out. He's no longer involved, as far as we know, with creative. I mean, this might be one of those things where people in in creative are looking at it like, well, you know, it does work to an extent somewhere. This sure, this like style generates... of, of, of wrestling. I'm not saying that you know, we're going to see death matches. But, you know, the the harder-hitting style of stuff that Matt Cardona has become known to be as the Deathmatch King, maybe WWE is looking at it and going, okay, maybe there's some value here. You know, he's obviously got something if he's making all of this money doing independence and being as big of a star. You know, there's there's something to the method of his madness. There is. And maybe WWE might be wanting to tap into that. I just feel like there's... So much to lose, you know. He's got his own podcast. Obviously, he's doing his thing right. with, with the the um, action figures and stuff. Right, right. Um, there's a lot to that. Can you be? Can you keep all of that if you're in the WWE? And you can't be Matt Cardona. That's your real name. So, do you come back as Zack Ryder? And I mean, Cody like, Rhodes. Oh, that's his real name. You know, Cody Rhodes. Well, Roman Reigns. That well, hmm. Roman Reigns, that's not his real name. No, that isn't his real name. That's definitely not his real name. Cody Rhodes, that's also not his real name, but he owns the rights to it. I believe so, yeah. So maybe they gave him a kind of a special thing for that particular reason, but it's not his real name I mean, the boys in the OC, they're the same thing. They've got their their names they've used across numerous promotions. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying, I'm not not trying to argue the point. I'm just saying that that it it is a possibility that he could use his his name still. I mean, I I know damn well he wouldn't go back as Zack Ryder. Right, like he's made that I very, mean, very clear. Do that. Although, I mean, you know, I've right even amount of money. I was about would. to say I've made that joke, you know, because we we enjoy Serpentico. Serpentico is one of my favorite wrestlers on AEW for a lot of reasons. Um, but I've always made the joke that if AEW needs somebody that needs to go out in the middle of the ring and gets his ass stomped every single week, and I bring F. Serpentico up because every time we've ever seen him wrestle, that's ninety nine percent of the time what happens. Uh, but. He knows I've how always, to lose, that's for sure. Yeah, I've always made the joke, pay me right and and make it worth my while, and I'll be the biggest losing dude on AEW. It doesn't matter to me in the least bit. WWE, same thing. GCW, same thing. Like, I'll be a jobber. Like, it don't matter to me. You pay me the right way. I'll do whatever you need me to do. Um, yeah, so with what that, would they be willing to pay him to, to do this for? I mean, You'd yeah. You'd silly not to find out what your options are. Could you are. imagine a four-year deal, the multi-million dollar deal as, as Zack Ryder? And yeah. you just go out and you act like a fool the entire time. Like, there you go. 
There's a couple mil. Your wife's doing her thing and looking good. Right. And, and, and travel and, together. You yeah. Know. There's I mean, something it's, there. There's something to it. Yeah, I'm not convinced that we're going to see Matt Cardona in you know WWE tomorrow morning or tomorrow night at uh, at Raw. But it, it, again, with with the changing of the guard and creative, with focusing on on different talent that hasn't been through the same churn over sure. and over again in WWE. There's a possibility. There's, a possibility. There's something there for sure. So before we get into the main event of Collision, which is the last thing we want to cover uh, before the matches for this upcoming week, um, we would definitely like to take a moment to talk about something quite interesting. Simon Miller making his impact uh, debut against who is it, Joe, Joe Henry. Uh, that was a really fun match. He He's a really great heel, Simon Miller. I've, I know that you've told me before he said that he's... Seen interviews, really he absolutely loves into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you know who Simon Miller is, at Simon Miller three one six, he is a, I guess, internet personality. Uh, he was on, or he's on What Culture, doing his ups and downs. He now, uh, he just opened up his own YouTube called Kayfabe News. I haven't looked into a lot of it, but I think it's going to be like a lot like the Onion, um, but with wrestling. It's fun. Uh, he's just a generally good guy. Uh, I enjoy his content. He makes Jamie and I laugh on a, on a, yeah. on a weekly and basis. Yeah, he's not biased towards the companies. He's equal opportunity towards all wrestling is good wrestling. Right. You know, same thing as what we try to promote. It doesn't matter what, what brand. He's Always looking, in the, one, looking for the good in professional wrestling. Which I and, really, really hope that that's what we're portraying here. As of course, well, yeah. We, we point is. out some of the negatives that happen, but that's just the ups and downs of professional wrestling. Sure. But, you know, just... Good to see a, a good guy get get uh, an opportunity like that. Uh, like we talked about last week, Impact. Uh, we had brought this up last week. Impact Wrestling did a stint in the UK at the beginning or the end of October, uh, recording a series of episodes for Impact uh, Weekly Show as well as their uh, Turning Point pay per view, which was on which was on what November fourth or November second. I think it was they, the second. They, yeah. they streamed it on November second. Um, so he came out, did his debut. Unfortunately, Joe Henry cheated or something and got the win over Simon Rigged. Miller. But uh, 100% great to see, you know, just somebody good getting a good push and getting an opportunity like that. Hopefully we see more of Simon Miller on uh, Impact Wrestling or AEW or WWE. Uh, he was on, he was one of the guards uh, at AEW's Wembley at the beginning when yes. I can't remember who was, was. who was talking, but I loved it. You know, just just a good little shout out to somebody we really enjoy. If you don't know who he is, look up Simon Miller, What Culture Wrestling. If you don't know What Culture Wrestling and you're listening to this podcast, I don't know how you found this podcast, but I really appreciate it. Uh, But yeah, just some good news there. Um, But to finish off the podcast, we're going to talk about the main event of AEW's Collision. We had... Probably the most random four-way weird. tag team that I've... I, maybe I missed something in the weekly episodes or one of the promos or one of the uh, Twitter posts. I don't really know. By the way, if you haven't followed us on Twitter, at CAW Wrestling Pod, we tweet every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Thursday now, apparently, with Impact. Uh, Saturday. Saturday uh, we, you think we'd be off social media as much as possible, as little as we normally are, but we try to be on there as much as we can. Uh, but I digress. But I digress. We had... Your AEW Tag Team Champions, uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill, who still surprised they have the that. belt. Yep, uh, we're, we're teaming up with uh, the Gates of Agony, and the four of them were taking on FTR, who lost the titles to Big Bill and Ricky, and FTR and LFI, the that faction of Roosh and Preston Vance. And the reason, I mean, the match. There was nothing wrong with the match. Uh, I just. I thought we were doing LFI as a heel faction. Yeah, not really tagging up with the goody goody good shoes, you know, especially against two other heel tag teams. So I don't know. I I don't know what this did for LFI. I really don't know what this did for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it just. It didn't seem like a main event. And then at the end of the match, we had House of Black coming out and attacking FTR again. So the tag division just feels so all over the place in AEW. It does. It it feels like they put the belts on Ricky and Big Bill to try and elevate them, and then I just feel like they didn't give them a platform to elevate on. Right, like they're transitional champions 
waiting for the next eyes to come in, perhaps some type of, you know, three, four way tag team match to see who the next contender is for the the tag team belts. But it feels like the tag team belts are an afterthought after FTR and House of Black. I agree. And then on top of that, after after they were attacking FTR, Blackpool Combat Club runs down. Right. So now you have four separate factions Mm -hmm. in a tag match involved with one another. Right. You have another faction get involved after the match Mm -hmm. in a, what, sixth faction getting involved? So you have... I, I've lost track of how many people All are involved in this, and I fighting. don't know what we're going for. Is this FTR trying to exact revenge to get their belts on, from Big Bill and Ricky? Is it Gates of Agony trying to? Like, I don't. I just don't know. It was yes such a random. It. it was such a <laughs> random conglomeration of of wrestlers that it just felt so confusing at the it end. Did. Like, what are we going for? It what what like am Tony I? Tony Khan's going to say battle royal. Something like that. I mean, yeah, know. it's got to be something. I mean, even on the full gear, I don't see anything that has anything to do with anybody that had to Tag do with team that. wise besides the guns, and I think that's the pre-show. But that didn't even have anything to do with the main event of Collision, though. No, no, it doesn't. So there's obviously something there that they haven't booked yet. We still have a couple weeks until we do see Right, we got six total down. shows until full gear, So and they've only announced... Six or six matches total, one on the pre-show, five on the main show. So, I mean, I'm sure we're going to see something else added on here. Probably a couple more pre-show matches and at least one or two more. Hopefully the tag team titles matches. are put on, on the line for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so, too. Because it's kind of like an afterthought. It really, it really is. It pushed towards the beginning. Or not the beginning, but it prioritized. Right. You know, when FCR had it, it was a, a very interesting thing that people were wondering what was going to happen to them. Now with Big Bill and Ricky Starks, they come out and I'm like, oh yeah, they're tag team champions. Well, to complicate... Again, afterthought. To complicate things even more, the Young Bucks won a number one, or won a title shot a few months ago. They had that fatal four-way tag match and they won that match and it has not been mentioned since. Ever Mm. since FTR dropped the titles to Ricky and Big Bill, it has not been mentioned. Oh, maybe it'll come back around... For this exact thing, for this pay per view, it just. But I'm just saying, it just throws another complication into the tag titles right. scene. And they just lost the six man ROH title, so right, jump right back into the tag team division. Just, and they're just gonna. Like, I can't lot. expect them to to get that and then just get the titles again. Like, so we're no. just we're just putting on. And I don't mean to use this like, oh, we're into EVPs, but we're just constantly <laughs> juggling titles off the EVPs. Sure. Just to put over the next guy, but not really. But yeah, I just I don't know what we're doing here. So it's just I don't know. Very confusing. Uh, I know we just got done talking about we like talking about the good in, in professional wrestling, but sometimes just got to call out some weird stuff. Um, yeah, it didn't really land to maybe I'm just underthinking it. Maybe I'm overthinking it. I don't know. Let me know uh, at CW Wrestling Pod on Twitter, on on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, possibly TikTok. Working our Thinking way, working it. our way, you Thinking know, about it. old and in our late 30s. So, you know, TikTok's one of those that things. I don't tough. know if I know if I have the mental capacity to understand all of <laughs> a new social media platform. I'm still getting off of MySpace coding. Oh, good God. Don't date yourself like that. Oh, too late. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to quickly go over what is going on in WWE, at least at what we know of as of today, Sunday, November 5th. Uh, we know that we are going to have... This confused me. It showed me the graphic, and I was like, didn't we just do this? There's going to be a WWE Intercontinental title number one contendership fatal four-way match. Ooh, that's a... That's a I'm pretty sure they hired Tony Khan for that, uh, that Definitely. title. Definitely. Uh, the Miz versus Ricochet versus Ivar versus Bronson Reed. I've heard, also, they, I've heard they've really wanted to start pushing Ivar as a singles competitor. Okay. There's been some there's been Eric's some out, backstage. Right? He's, he's he's out. He had some neck fusion surgery the okay. other day that was successful. Okay. Um but That's they've good. been impressed with Ivar and they have said that possibly he will get a singles run out of this cuz he has just impressed them as a singles competitor. Okay. I mean it's been interesting so far, so hopefully it'll be a good uh, fatal four-way match. We also have ooh Rest in peace, Akira Tozawa. Oh, no He's way. on Shinsuke Nakamura. My boy Tozawa. With, with the moves? My boy Tozawa with them 10-pound dumbbells and that oh, pink headband. That He's got this. Well, he's been learning from Alpha, Alpha Academy. I know. He's from been, the best. From Otis and uh, you Chad know Chad Gable. Gable. 
Uh, I'm sure Maxine sure, Dupree's putting in Maxine. a couple things in there, yeah. but that's probably just how he walks and carries, you know, mm-hmm. you know, keeps the book on his head so he doesn't bon- bounce, you know. <laughs> Over on Friday Night Smackdown, we have Carlito taking on Bobby Lashley. That's so all we have so LWO far. LWO taking on the new Hurt Business. Yeah, I guess without I guess. MVP, I don't know what they're calling themselves yet, but they're definitely uh, some type of little bit of a faction. Yes. Uh, and over on the AEW side, we don't have anything for Collision or Rampage announced yet. But on AEW Dynamite, the uh, ROH World Television Title match between Samoa Joe and Keith Lee will be happening. A singles match between Red Velvet and Julia Hart. Uh, Mark Briscoe will also be taking on Jay White. He was talking a little bit of trash. That's Jay White be said, good. "I've beat you before. I'll beat you again." Uh, we'll also be seeing. Penta Elzir Mieto uh, will be taking on Swerve Strickland. I don't know what the beef is there. Thank I missed so that promo. Um, but Alex was, was talking Alex mad trash. Talking, yeah, and uh, interesting. Swerve said we both used to wear masks, so I can't see what. Right. Can't wait to see what's under Penta's. So there's again, we had AR and Swerve. Now we have Swerve shot. and Penta. We're definitely doing a lot of Lucha Underground tiebacks. Oh yeah, Brian Cage was in that. Fantastic. Uh, and to finish off the, I'm sure this will be the main event. We will have an A. World title match between MJF and Daniel Garcia. Uh, MJF still has not been able to get his Triple B back from Jay White uh, because Jay White is your true AEW World Champion. Uh, If you hold the belt, you are the champion. That is the rules. That's why I hold the coffee cup, even though I'm pretty sure it's (laughs) still in the cabinet right now. I know. I didn't want to dirty another cup. I did all the dishes, so I just didn't want to make more dishes than I already had to make. I feel that. Got to hand wash that Dudley Boys cup. And then we are also uh, on the, I guess, the week eve of full gear. We have, uh, like I said, six matches announced. MJF will be taking on the Guns to defend his ROH World Tag Team Championship. Uh, Hikaru Shida will be defending her AEW Women's World Championship against timeless Tony Storm. Uh, and Luther. And L- well, Luther. Luther. He's, they have changed his name to L-U-T-H-A, which I love. Uh, Stig and Darby Allen and Adam Copeland with woo, Ric Flair will be taking on Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne in a I'm Your Daddy match. That's yes. not the actual match, but that should be the match. When are we going to get Christian Cage versus Daddy Ass? Hmm. The, Who is... Who's the, the daddy a, who's AEW daddy? Oof. Who's daddy AEW? They both look great though, you gotta admit. Well, he this man might be in uh, contention as well. We have John Moxley will be attempting to thwart Orange Cassidy of his international championship. Are you saying John Moxley's my daddy? John Moxley could be anybody's daddy. He would just if beat he up he to. would just beat up your daddy. <laughs> And then become your da- your new daddy. Uh, Hangman Adam Page will be taking on Swerve Strickland uh, with Prince Nana because he swerves when he drives. He does indeed swerve when he drives. Is... He's really stopped doing that. Huh? He's, he's really stopped doing that. Uh, oh, no, apparently not. He's got a t-shirt from it now. So, I mean. Uh, yeah. And, of course, MJF pulling double duty uh, on top of his match against the Guns in a handicap match, practically. MJF will also be taking on. Could be. He could have a, he could have a partner. Right. Well, and I didn't even think about this. That's going to be NTBA. That's going to that's already one half of Bullet Club Gold. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to be wrestling Jay White for the AEW World Championship. Another right. f- another quarter right. of the Bullet Club Gold. Hmm. He's going to have a lot of a lot of shit to contend to. He does. What if Roddy volunteered himself to be MJF's partner Maxwell. against the Guns? Well, okay. We uh, I think we're forgetting that. There's a group of masked individuals out there that keep popping up everywhere MJF shows up. Right. He also the word, used the word pinnacle, and MJF is very specific that was, that was about the words he picks in his promos. So Yeah, why did he say that? Well, maybe we'll find out this week. We still got two weeks until the pay-per-view. Yep, until full gear. Uh, so there could be a lot of stuff developing. I hope they touch more into this devil, you know, masked person that's that either is or is not mjf i hope it's more than right. just the, do you the think, flash teases do you think it's mjf being catty about not knowing who this is or do you think it's somebody that's not of mjf's hire the second i think okay. it's of mjf like mjf doesn't have anything to do with this he just that um, person's just using his persona to further complicate things yes just can't figure out the reason why somebody would want to pretend to I mean, be he's, MJF. He's a scumbag. 
He's fucked everybody over his entire career as much as he can to get one up on everybody, right? Right. You could build a thousand storylines. I mean, they already are. Look how many people are at MJF's throat. It's absolutely incredible. But who would want to help him? And why? What do they gain out of it? Yeah, is this helping him? I mean, they attacked Jay White backstage. Mm -hmm. It didn't necessarily help MJF, but it's, it's, you know, kind of pandered towards what he needs okay somebody talks shit and they they get taken out all of a sudden but at the same time all it's done is cause problems for mjf so maybe doing that has just been there to cause problems for mjf that's kind of how i took it more but with the whole pinnacle thing maybe he's hinting at that he does know who it is and maybe it is like a former pinnacle member was sean spears sean spears hasn't been back in yeah sean spears uh ftr uh, I can't remember Wardlow. the entire right. yeah Wardlow, but that was just because he was with, with of MJF. Course, guilty by but again, it's it, it was another one of those groups that MJF was a part of the pinnacle. Oh, Jericho was in that, wasn't he? I don't remember. There were so many so many iterations of it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, who knows? Just yeah, randomly thinking maybe it's Sean Spears. Maybe It'd it be nice to see sh- the chairmaster back on 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 the TV. Just maybe that was a good intention, trying to help out. It didn't work out. Well, the chairman, not the chairmaster. Yeah, sorry, the chairmaster. That sounds like a um, a guy, bad '80s like workout equipment that you sold to like yeah, right moms. I mean, if you want, you know, send me ninety nine ninety nine, and I will send you the chairmaster. Uh, it is a. Uh, it looks just like a black steel chair. Uh, but as long as you follow my dietary uh, guidelines and exercise program, guaranteed it'll be the best. You'll have at least one ab by the time you're done. One ab. One, one ab. Ninety nine ninety nine. Ab. Send it directly to at CAW Wrestling Pod at Twitter, on Instagram, and Facebook, and uh, I will get that sent out to you immediately. It may just come from Amazon, <laughs> but you never know. <laughs> I think that's going to do it. I think the coffee's yeah. wearing off. Yeah. Uh, we've got more Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Collision, Rampage, oh my. Impact. Uh, we said it last week, Impact's going back to TNA. Ooh, ooh, I don't know. Did we touch on the rumors of, of Will Ospreay going anywhere? He's been beefing with, with we, we Seth Rollins lately. Podcast. He's on Twitter. Or perhaps just like planting seeds just to make things I love interesting. It. I, mean, I love wrestling. I've had a couple conversations with people on Twitter over the week about, you know, him possibly going to WWE and, you know, the consensus of the general fan of, of coffee and wrestling. We all kind of had been in an agreement that maybe Will Ospreay isn't the best off in WWE, but oh, how good no, it's, that's 100% would it opinion be? Here coffee sure. Wrestling. How good would it be, though, to have a WWE-esque, like, have the money and the funds and the stage and the platform to have a match between Ricochet and Will Ospreay? Because, of course, they've had plenty of matches in the past. They're really good friends. We talked about this before, right. but... There's things I'd love to see. But There's people I, I'd love. I mean, Will Osprey and Seth Rollins. Ooh, that would be. Oh, good. for sure. But I, I don't know if I, I don't know if that's a good. Choice. I don't know if they'd be able to capture the magic that is Will Osprey the way that it needs to. Also, don't think. That I don't. I don't know if the way they shoot translate it, yeah. that the way that it needs to be for but Will Osprey. But you know what? We're not a video podcast. We're an audio podcast. We should. We should translate this a video. Yes. What do you think? Hit us up at CW Wrestling Pod. Tell us if we should turn this into an actual video. Uh, podcast. We'll obviously always do the audio. That's what we started on. That's what we'll forever do. Um, That's what we have fun doing. But we can put cameras up. I can. I, I'm sure we can get a couple cameras and put our beautiful faces. Yeah, so couple you, cameras. Couple cameras. Couple cameras. So maybe some graphics. Put a little bit more effort into it. Let us know. Flair. I think that's going to do it for this po- for this episode. Yeah, thanks, friends, for joining us. We really appreciate it. We really do. And if you have enjoyed what you've listened to, make sure you tell your friends about Coffee and Wrestling and Wrestling Podcast. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, look for us on TikTok. Who knows? I might actually make one by the end of this weekend. Uh, make sure you follow us and talk along with us during Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage, Collision, Impact, NJPW, DDT Pro, a uh, little bit soon of stuff. Soon to be TNA. Soon to be TNA. Um, make sure you follow me on my personal Twitter, at Gunk Dudley. I don't tweet that much, but you never know. I may say something stupid. Jamie, where can they find you on the social media sphere of the world? You can find me at a bacon party. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure you start your week off right with a piping hot brand new episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. We post every brand new episode Monday mornings at 4 a.m., so it's up before you. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you in the next episode.